Osiris. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Happy Thursday, everybody. We're back. It's day after show. And it's just us today, which is great because we have contentious things to talk about. Hi, Neil. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're diving right in from the get-go. Hello, well, Ryan. I mean, I didn't say what it was. Like, we'll get to it. But, like, you know. I, th- I think everybody knows what to expect today. Yeah. Uh, Jive Goose uh, retreated into his cave in the mountains rather than be here for today's pod. Uh, he was worried about what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I could have used his support today. I would have had his support today, but here we are. It's just me and you, toe-to-toe, as someone would say. We can do this. Sadly, uh, we do not have a guest from the show last night, um, but we both watched it from the couch, uh, and the venue looked really amazing. The venue did look amazing. I didn't realize such things existed in Salt Lake City, Utah, only because I've never actually been to Salt Lake City, Utah. So Fair enough. <laughs> but, I mean... That venue is killer, and yeah. I wish I had realized that such a venue existed. I would have really seriously considered going there, but I think we are on a stretch of runs or shows at these incredible venues, right? So mm-hmm. we have Kettle House coming up. We have Spokane coming up. I mean, shoot, I would do anything to go just look straight up at Spokane and like not even see any live music. Have you seen pictures of this place i haven't yet i i know what the i know where the kettle house is and that place is beautiful i haven't seen the the spokane venue yet so the spokane venue not necessarily like a you know picturesque location like red butte or or uh what is that missoula i guess is where the kettle house is but um this place is has like basically like a light show built into the venue it's like uh i mean it's incredible I'll, i'll send you a picture after um if you're listening right now Go t- look at a picture of this. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, like I'm looking forward. It's going to be you know kind like. of like thinking about uh, chrysalis. Mm, so yeah, I mean part of the the allure of chrysalis was just how amazing the lights were there. I've seen so many amazing pictures of that, and I have a feeling we're going to get something similar. Maybe not quite up to the magnitude of what happened at chrysalis, but but this time like that. 
this time there's a webcast. And there's a webcast. So which that's important great. stuff. Which is great. Um, so, so here in Utah, first time Goose has played in the state of Utah. Uh, we, ha- we had some discussion over uh, whether the, the first song of last night um, was acceptable in the state of Utah. Um, yeah. What, what I actually did think that? about that. Well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that was intentional. Maybe I should have seen that one coming. But yeah, the the song formerly known as "Jesus, Do You Have Any Pot?" Anyway, yeah. uh, let, let's dive into the show here. Uh, we'll start off obviously first three songs of the first set: "Cali," "Indian River," "Turned Clouds." Um, you know, I, I think "Cali" standard opener. Nothing to say about this one. Uh, and "Turned Clouds." You know, this was I think one of the songs that a lot of people were expecting to show up in the first five when they were doing the no repeats thing. And so it was pretty, pretty high on the list uh, for a lot of people last night. Um, You know, I know I hit it for a good amount of points in fantasy, Um, but this Indian river is really interesting. Um, You know, they, they, they start the Delta a little bit differently, um, different kind of approach to the entrance to that jam, just kind of laid back. And you could tell this one was probably going to be a little bit longer than normal. Uh, It's around 22 minutes. And, you know, I, this jam isn't going to make my playlist. It's not, you know, jam of the year or anything like that. But there's some really cool exploration of the Welcome to Delta groove within it. Uh, Peter, especially in the first half um, or first two thirds, um, you know, really taking control and doing some amazing work on different sides of his rig. Amazing solo on the Nord synth, uh, you know, just exploring different sounds uh, and textures throughout this. And then Rick takes it home. Uh, with a nice peak um, it, it was funny at the end uh, like Rick called the ending and then Peter kept playing clav um, which is pretty funny he did the same thing uh, look out Cleveland and Boston last week because um, you know when you're playing clav it's hard to stop uh, yeah I mean I imagine it must be but I'll echo the points that you made about this Indian River the thing that struck me most about this was just how many different sounds Peter was producing mm-hmm. right like he didn't just sit there and just hammer away at piano like has been done in the Delta jam before he was doing quite a bit of vintage vibe. There was some clav. It was, yeah, there was variation there and it was like, yeah, it's a neat little jam. It's like pretty cool. Yeah. It's cool. I, it's, you know, I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. And you know, the other interesting thing about this is this is one of two songs that I would have expected to appear. And I think you already kind of touched this a little bit, but I would have expected to appear in a five night run of no repeats. Yeah. Right. Like the fact that and it, and it did at the cap crazy, uh, yes, um, and then this Indian River as well. Like I was thinking about it, and I was like, eh, maybe it's just shelved for a while. I don't know, could be. Well, they did. Uh, there was a long gap on it. What was it? Uh, Bozeman through uh, Columbus, right? Columbus, yeah. Same as, same as Lee, something like that. Um, yeah, big one. Yeah, interesting. Interesting to see how they're playing with the gaps on that one, and you know, like. This is now, I think this is the longest stretch we've had without a new arrangement of Indian River, like maybe ever. Yeah, although I guess last night felt unique enough where it, it is did. a little bit different, right? Like I, I felt that the intro was different, but it's still it's still the 80s synth version as, as far as, you know, all things are concerned. Uh, and we've had this for now 13 months. Uh, you know, D- Dylan was the debut uh, of this, this 80s synth Indian River, and every version since then has been that. Um, so... You know, I'm curious if they're just like if they're just really happy with this arrangement or, you know, maybe they're thinking about what the next one's going to be. Yeah. Well, so th- this begs the question, though, Ryan, how many different versions of Indian River are there? Depends who you ask. Well, so how many have you counted? 
Nine. Nine. Yeah. How many? How many actual versions are there? Uh, I've been told by certain people who know what they're talking about uh, that there are like four. There are four. Yeah. I, I think I, I have I'm, never I'm explored. Really, it I'm just really specific. <laughs> um, but I am other, a nerd. No. I don't know if you guys know this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, you, you dig deep, and that's important stuff. Somebody yeah. has to do it. You know, you you are building this body of knowledge for people for years to come, so they can ask questions about Indian River. Mm-hmm. We have uh, yeah, yes, people in the please chat. do bring back the Indian the reggae Indian River. Shawnee Mac great. wants reggae Indian River. I I I'm partial to the fall 2021 kind of different reggae version, the clav reggae version, if you will. Yeah, uh, as as, you as seen night. on elkus.net. Yeah. And then, so the other thing I was going to say about this first grouping of songs is that I am surprised, and we talked about this before the show started, just how predictable that California Magic opener is. Mm-hmm. Getting it a lot. And yeah. by a band who doesn't, I mean, they can be somewhat predictable with their openers, but this is more predictable than I can remember. And maybe that's just kind of recency bias. I'm like, I'm not really thinking about it too deeply, but it's it's a lot of Kellys. A lot of them. Shout yeah. out, Katie. Next, uh, second, uh, second half of the second set. Uh, yes, we will talk about the show gap shortly. I we're getting, we're getting there. Anna. I know Don't that's worry. why everyone's here today. That's <laughs> <laughs> Rockdale Atlas dogs and the second, all I need in two shows. Uh, but Neil, I'll, I'll let you go first here. <laughs> oh, sure. I'd love to go first. Um, so, you know, <laughs> This is like hard to do. Um, <laughs> all right, so you get you get a Rockdale, this Rockdale, I think high hopes for this Rockdale after what kind of felt like I don't know, like there should have been something more. Maybe I don't know. That was the yeah. feeling I was having when There's I was listening. Got to be something to more set. than this, Neil. There yes, uh, there must be. There's got to be. So <laughs> I see what you did there. Thank you. So th- this Rockdale <laughs> happens um, doesn't quite. I don't know, go anywhere like super exciting, but I guess that's what we expect from Rockdale these days. It's just kind of, you know, a mid set, not a jammer, just a, you know, pep you up and get you moving kind of song. And then you get Atlas Dogs, which have been getting a lot of Atlas Dogs lately. Mm-hmm. Some people speculated maybe this is where the jam is coming from. Maybe we go back to getting jammed out Atlas Dogs. Again. Someday. It's been since 3422 was the that's last version time. of Atlas Dogs to get jammed out. That is a super, super long time. Yeah. So then you get that. And then, of course, they begin playing All I Need um, for the first time since the last time they played. Zero shows had been played since the last time they had played this. Yes. And uh, then everybody was expecting this is the one. This is the one. We're going to get the big jam. This They're going to kind of, you know, give us what we've been starving for this whole set. And then it was like about 12 minutes. So, yeah, uh, it was and and they, they've been finding some cool themes in these shorter all I needs. Uh, you know, the, the uh, Milwaukee one was still 18 minutes, um, but, you know, they're, they're finding these cool, darker themes in all I need so far this tour, but not fully exploring it. You know, like we, we've had bits and pieces of like, wow, like that 45 seconds in that jam. is really dark, really evil, really amazing. Um, and so we just need them to commit to that for like 15 minutes. Um, you know, that'd be great. Shawnee Mac asking about the indie groove version of Atlas Dogs. Um, I think most of us on this podcast have gone on record saying that we much prefer the original version. 
I think that's right. I think, yeah. and the reason why I say that though is because I attached the original version to some of these excellent versions that they played when the song was first introduced. Right. And yeah, but you know, you yourself said at one point, and I want to say this was last summer, that it, you know, Goose needs more five-minute songs. Yes. And to some degree or another, I agree with you. I just don't want all of them in the same set. Right. <laughs> but, exactly. And and yeah. these songs weren't. You know, obviously, Alice Dogs was the shortest one of the set. Um, but like, yeah, you don't want you don't want all the first setty songs in the same first set. You know, spread them right. out, share share the love. You know, get give uh, Salt Lake City a Cali, give uh, Missoula an Atlas Dogs. You know, you don't you don't need it yeah, all there. I, I think this whole show, and we're going to get to this later, kind of centers around this big jam looming. Um, yes, and there's a whole story behind that that we're going to get to. Yes, thank you, Came to Play, for reminding us what we already know that animals should be five minutes. I agree with that now. I didn't agree be. with it before. I think I have disagreed with you. I told on you this podcast before. as soon as they jammed it the first time. I was like, "This is not how animals should be." Radio City is my definitive animal. Hmm. I I, I don't think I disagree with you there. I it think is. I'm starting to get on board with this fully. But you know, sometimes you like a good dance party. But I, I think. You can dance for five minutes. <laughs> you can dance for five minutes and then they can play that and then you can really dance. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Um, and, you know, getting to this uh, all I need with a, with a one show gap here. Um, pretty crazy. <laughs> you know, it had been one show since the last time they played it. It was it was one show ago. It was no, one no. show ago. I agree that it was one show ago, but and let's so, help me out here. But the definition um, of show gap, not the Oxford Dictionary definition of the word gap, show gap. Oh, yes. I am right. <laughs> um, well, you By know, the definition I think, of show gap, I am correct. Here, here's the funny thing. Okay. Just going over some things. So yes. <laughs> um, on September 17th, uh, 2023, yep. uh, Goose played at Miller High Life Theater. Yep. Um, and then the very next show, the one played, show later, the very next one, show, one show later, played, would you say one show later? I think, I, I think, you know, in common speech, I would say one show later. Uh -huh. But if you ask somebody how many shows had been played in between, they well, would say, well, clearly no shows were played. No in show, between. No there was, was no show in, in Nebraska. There was no show in Wyoming. It was Milwaukee and then Utah. Yeah. Zero shows were played in between. But Correct. Hey, you know, I think the internet agrees with me on this. There are many people who agree with me. There, there is the echo chamber within your house that gets interrupted by your own mother. I mean, <laughs> so I mean, we could go on all day about this. I know Anna was here just to hear this conversation, but yeah. Well, you know, I just want to say there are other people who agree with me. Yes, whose opinions it, carry lots of like weight. John Caruso. He's issued. John, I'm quitting the EGT now. You, I feel betrayed. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, so thank you, John. <laughs> thank you for coming, John. <laughs> okay, it's one show ago. Like one show ago. I okay, if they play it twice in the same show, how is that? Like, is that is that you also know, you, zero you gap? Coming back to that point, but and it's true. Like, if they sandwich all I need, what is the gap on all I need? There is zero. No gap. It doesn't exist because no, no show had been played between. Correct. That's zero. That's what zero means. Oh man, you know we're never actually going to solve this. No, we're, we're gonna not. Be on, because like, neither year of us twenty of recording this thing, and you know this is why it would have been great if Jive was here today. I could have used his support. Well, I'd like to point out that there is nobody on Always Almost There who actually agrees with you on this. Okay, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't make me wrong. 
Um, in any case, thank you. Came to play. I agree. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I too hate Goose. <laughs> they they did this actually. They they played all I need last night just so we would bicker about it on the pod. Like I, I, that is exactly why results. they did it. The they wanted to results. expose the Canadian math. Yeah. All um, right. Well, anyway, pretty we short set music? break last night. That was ex- incredibly short. In fact, I said to myself, I'm going to bed. I've had enough. Like, I'm just going to listen to this whole set tomorrow. <laughs> and right as I was like getting up to go to bed, they started playing music again. And I was like, well, I guess I have to listen to this whole thing now. And I'm glad that I did because the way this second set starts is kind of amazing. Um, I think probably what happened here is they took a look at that weather forecast and they were like, this does not look good. We definitely need to get back out there and play some music or else we're going to completely like hose these people. So to them, um, like hose in the negative sense, not like as in the hose. So (laughs) yeah. So thank you to them. That's like a, a professional move. I think this band gets a lot of negative comments about their professionalism uh, when they, you know, when they take the stage and when they leave the stage and how they do these things. But this actually reading between the lines, they got out there early so they could play music for people before they had to run off the stage. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you know, I, I would just like to, to address the no Neil did not go to bed. Neil loves to say that when the show has a late start time, you know, he loves to be all, you know, like, like Vickers and, and RJ and all these other responsible people uh, who go to bed before the show starts. Um, but no, and then suddenly it's 1.30 in the morning, and Neil's well, like, oh, this jam is sick. Hold up. So, so like last Monday night ended and Tuesday at like night, 12. Monday so. and Tuesday night, when the stream starts at 11.30, uh, yeah. you will see Neil uh, tweeting or messaging about how tired he's going to be at work the next day. But <laughs> he will true. be there. It'll, it'll happen at least once. Yeah, I, I assure you it'll happen at least once, especially if they're just like throwing flames when they get out there, which I hope that they do. I think after this show, they've got some energy built up. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the second set here. Uh, let's start with the half step. Uh, this is a hell of a half step. Uh, the longest one they've ever played. Um, really cool, really cool section of improv uh, in the middle here. And this is what I was talking, uh, you know, our good friend Brian Brinkman. Um, sorry. <laughs> Vickers is actually going to bed right now at 3.47 p.m. Yeah, yeah. He, he stayed up too late last night. Um, half step, um, you know, I was talking to our good friend, Brian Brinkman about how, you know, we're looking for more democratic jamming from goose right now. And we've seen bits and pieces of that. Um, but a lot of the jams have been like, you know, Rick leading the way and peaking, which I love. And, and, you know, I enjoy those jams very much, but the democratic ones, sometimes some of the stuff you get when it's dual guitar goose, I feel like it crops up more often than when Peter's on keys. No, Brinkman is not paying us for every name drop. Uh, <laughs> um, He's just injecting takes into our podcast when we start talking about democratic jams. That is so Brinkman-esque. So yeah. I'm glad that you brought this up. Yeah, th- th- that's, that's the payback there. Uh, Anna, thank you for reminding us. They did talk about Trevor Bass before the set and sports. They talked about sports. And that was one of the things that I wanted to bring up. Sorry, Neil. <laughs> which is amazing. That That's like a Ryan Storm shout out right there if I've ever heard one. Which is like, <laughs> do you guys like sports? And then... The amazing part is like somebody in the crowd was like, no, which people reported. <laughs> and I was like, oh, maybe Ryan Storm was there because that that would be your response. But in any case, I thought I that probably was would have, I probably would have gone. Woo. Just, you and know, like the, the most the thing ever, like, how does that even come to mind? 
It's like Jeb. I'm sitting here on a stage in front of a few thousand people. Like, what should I say? You guys like sports? He once <laughs> he once asked where in the crowd I was when there was zero chance that he was going to be able to see me in a crowd of twelve thousand people. He just jumped up and down and waved. Do you want to see you? Every know. single person put their hands up. <laughs> like. <laughs> Anyway, uh, uh, Neil, well, I was pointing to where step? you were from where I was. So do you want to talk? Uh, about, I'm sorry. Where's him? Do you want to talk about this half step? I do this want is, to talk about. We shouldn't be allowed to podcast just the two of us anymore. Yeah, this, this is, is ridiculous. A, this is... <laughs> Thank you. Everybody is sticking with us on this. Yeah, man. Um, but uh, yes, this is this half step's very good. I mean, I don't know where it stands on things, but what I do kind of put this jam alongside is the Redbird, not Redbird. Rosewood Heart, sorry, excuse me. Uh, I stayed up late last night, can you tell? So <laughs> alongside the Rosewood Heart that they played at Borderlands, I think the kind of second section of jam that comes at the end here really reminds me of the other one. And this is a style of jamming that I think is interesting. And I'm glad that you provided the vocabulary or Brinkman. So thanks, Brian. Um, <laughs> but like this democratic jamming, which is an interesting word to describe what that was. Cause it really, that is what it is. It was a kind of full group effort. Certainly that was the case with the Rosewood heart that they played at borderlands. And then, you know, there is this one as well. The second part, I think there is a very distinctly goose half step jam that comes before this, mm-hmm. but I love this. It sounded to me last night, I was saying it sounded like goose is like a seventies rock band all of a sudden. Like they were like a little bit grateful yeah. deadish. And then there was like people kind of throwing other things in there. Like, Sounds maybe a little bit like the Allman Brothers. I'm like, you know, not a complete spot on comparison, but I would agree with the the vibe. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, and wasn't it, it, really, got, yeah. it got way out there. And I was thinking to myself, like, you know, I know they're going to come back around and finish it because Half Step is not a song that they leave unfinished. But I think it would have served this song better, honestly, if they hadn't forced the ending back in. I that's That's my opinion. Uh, I felt like, you know, sometimes Rick likes to do the and then hit the yeah. peak and return to the song. Um, and I feel like, you know, I've talked about this sometimes, like leave songs unfinished sometimes. Don't be afraid to. And they've done that with Arrow a bunch recently. Uh, you know, Echo just had the second unfinished version ever. You know, you don't always need to come back to the song. Um, obviously, there are exceptions like Mist. Um, but this this jam I felt like would have been better served if it had come to a natural ending uh, without, you know, kind of forcing its way back into the ending of half step. What, what do you think about that? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm indifferent to this. I, I think the band has historically kind of forced themselves back into songs. I, we can name a bunch right off the top of our heads. Sure. Um, where they like kind of just like just jam back in and the like rhyme and Rosewood. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, well, that's like a perfect example. It's just like, let that one go. I mean, that's some weird shit. Yeah. And like, just keep doing it. Like, there's no need to return to what it was. And I, I absolutely love that Rosewood. I think there is, a, you know, maybe a minute and a half of that Rosewood, which might be my favorite jamming that they've done in all of 2023. Because it's just so weird and angular. Do you like, and, do you like Rosewood, Neil? Uh, I, I do, but like. You know, the interesting thing about that Rosewood is that it's not very Rosewood-esque. It goes to a completely different dimension uh, mm-hmm. of improv that I, I just think is awesome. It's not the kind of thing I would want to listen to for a half an hour straight. Let me let me be clear about that. But it is truly impressive improv. Yeah. I mean, anyway, that's not really the kind of thing that happens in Rosewood typically. But in any case, right. we're talking about this show. Anyway, yeah, um, that, that was, you know, 
almost six months ago or however long. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> uh, here we are in the second set in Utah. Uh, and we get feel it now. Everything must go slow, ready, and don't do it. Uh, you know, feel it now. We've got so we've now got confirmation that like the different riffing that Rick was doing on it, uh, or the kind of slightly different arrangement uh, from Boston last week is in fact a slightly different arrangement and not Rick forgetting his part, um, which you know we thought it may have been. Um, great mid set slot for this. You know, this is where this song thrives. Um, you know, after a big jam, keep the energy up. This is like you know. Jeff was on fire last night. I felt like he was he was playing a lot, energized by the by that by that new mini gong he was rocking. Um, but you know, feel it now. Obviously, is big Jeff song. Uh, and I I forgot to mention in the first set, I noticed especially during Turn Clouds, there was a really strong element of percussion happening during the song, which I I really enjoyed. So, shout out to Jeb, killed it last night. A lot of Jeb shout outs. You know, it, it, maybe folks were curious how could he continue after crushing. 40 ounces of Miller High Life's <laughs> two days off, <laughs> two days off. And then he gets to Utah. I mean, there's, it's barely beer that you can buy at the grocery store there. So, <laughs> I mean, Jeb must've been hurting. Hopefully somebody hooked him up. I don't know, but there were no forties on stage last night, but no. there was a Stein of Schlitz, which is absolutely incredible. Have you seen this? Uh, yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. Peter's Schlitz. Peter's Schlitzstein, yeah. um, which is awesome. And I hope that stays gonna, on the, I'm going to guess that, there was matcha in there based on I, I'm, Peter. I am certain there's matcha in there. <laughs> I mean, well, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe, maybe goose is just taking like a hard turn and they're going to be like the drive-by truckers. And they're just going to like pass around a handle, a Jack on stage and just go nuts. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but probably it's, this matcha. isn't the Newport blues cafe. Yeah, <laughs> this is not, this is not that. That's anyway, sure. coming, coming out of that, everything must go, which is settling very nicely into its role as second set jam vehicle. You know, this is just like aggressive minor key groove, which is what this song is doing right now. And it's doing really, really well, like 14, 15 minutes every time. Um, for, and this song is just the best. Like, it, I, I just feel like every time they play it, I fall more in love uh, with the song itself. Um, and I'm so excited for when they take that aggressive minor key groove and then take it somewhere else. And then, it, you know, and then it goes for 20 minutes. Um, but man, I absolutely love everything must go. Uh, I do too. Uh, I mean, every version seems to be better than the last. I don't know if this one's actually better than the last version, but, but it seems still... that way. Yeah. And we, I think we talked about this on the last episode. Goose seems to continually match the, the size of the venue that they go to. This was actually a step back in size in terms of capacity, but. It, this has like a bigger venue vibe to it. I don't know. It just like fills a room so well. Somebody posted like a picture of the lights uh, or a video of the lights. And it's just like, it just feels good. It feels good in a second mm. set. And I just love it. The, the energy it's gotten. Um, and then it just, you know, it has an arc to it that is just really cool. And I enjoy that. So you get kind of two, two things in the same song. You get the ballad that kind of works its way up to the big jam. And then it is a second set jammer. It's weird because when you're going through like verse, chorus, verse here, doesn't sound like that. And then right. it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and snowballs into this thing that is just epic, really. I mean, that's the only way to describe it. Yeah, it's oh, such a good song. And then Slow Ready comes in, you know, typical late second set fair here. Um, and then sadly, you know, at least they were given some advance warning. So it was like, you know, it, this is get 
being told they had five minutes and throwing in the don't do it instead of starting the Madhavan they were planning on doing and then having to bail on that five minutes in. We got the better end of that deal. Um, but I would like to uh, have a moment of silence uh, for the Moby that was supposed to happen last night. Um, you know, th- those of us Moby fans uh, have been waiting since January for this song to pop up again. Um, hopefully it comes out uh, at Red Rocks, perhaps. Yeah, I, you sound like you're getting choked up. I mean, like, I feel I, really bad. So I, you you're... know what? I, I, I was like, you know, like, I was upset about the lightning cancellation last night, but I was like, you know what? At least we get, you know, we got most of the show in and then a picture of the set list popped up and I almost started crying. You know, like I, it's this, this, this is a very important issue to me. Well, this is an important issue because we should talk about this. So for those of you who don't know what we're talking about. So they ended with don't do it last night because they knew that they only had a few minutes left to play. When the set list came out on the set list was Madavon with Moby in parentheses. I'm making the parentheses with my hands. Um, and Very good. Yeah. Do you like that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I did that, but I did. People, people so, listening right now, uh, you should go over to YouTube so you can see Neil do the parentheses. It was very impressive. Yeah, it was. So the thing that's important to mention here is the only other time that has been done that way was one of the most epic jams they have ever played at Legend Valley. Oh, 61921, If you haven't heard it, you need to go listen to it. You you must while you're there, hear the whole show. But but the the Madavan Moby Madavan was the goat until uh six fifteen twenty two. So So the reason why I bring that up is Yes. I think the consensus amongst people on the internet last night, namely Twitter, were saying that show left me wanting. Obviously, you didn't get like the remaining twenty minutes of the show. Maybe it would like be closer to 25 minutes who knows we ended at what 10 12 p.m local time and like feel like they probably could have played a little bit later than that maybe they couldn't maybe they only really had 18 minutes left who knows but the point i'm trying to make is that was going to be a monster jam i don't know how they do a like madavan moby madavan without it being absolutely incredible so let me ask you this question ryan yes had they played it would we be talking about this show in a different way? Would people on the internet be saying like that show was epic? Um, I'm going to say no, um, because there, there are certain people uh, among us who, you know, will criticize that first set and say that, you know, the show can't be saved after a set like that. Um, there were, there were also some people who were saying that the second set needed to be an eight out of 10 uh, in order for them to appear on the pod today. Lo and behold, uh, you can, you can <laughs> guess what the ranking was. Uh, so may- maybe the Madhavan would have pushed it up to that threshold, you know, like uh, you never know. Um, but you I know, think we it can do have. hypotheticals all day. Like what, you know, what if they played this instead of this? What if, you know, Rockdale absorbed the run times of all I need and Atlas dogs and was 30 minutes long, right? Or yes. 27 minutes long, right? Like, but in this particular case, their intention was I think, interrupted by correct. weather, right? Like, so, so like we could throw hypotheticals out there that they would never do. I mean, right. I'm sure we could just, drill the band with like our set list ideas and they'd be like, yeah, we're never going to do any of those. <laughs> this was like their intention. Their intention gets results to a certain extent. <laughs> yeah. And then they, yeah, just, it definitely, right, it definitely would have elevated the show having the Madhavan Moby Madhavan, uh, I think. Um, and, you know, I'm hoping they keep that idea, you know, either this weekend or next week or at Red Rocks, maybe, um, you know, throw, throw the Moby out there. Great, great setting for it. I think. Um, I won't be there though. So, you know, I'd be very upset 
if they were to play Moby at Red Rocks. I see what you're doing there. And I also think they know you're coming. I know. Uh, <laughs> but in any case, I would not be upset if they played that out there. I also would not be upset if they played. I mean, I'm hanging my hat on the idea that they're going to play the, what is it? Autumn Crossing? Autumn Crossing. I, I forget the name. Yeah. The Travel All Make Sweet? Things. The Travel Make Sweet. Sure. Let's call it that. Sure. Thank the you, Johnny Mac. That's a, that's a yeah. good name. I, I think, I hope that's coming out there, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Yeah. But, in any case, so this this ends up being not a great show, a huge disappointment because the band had to leave the stage. It is what it is. There yeah, are going either. to be these types of shows. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I mean, you know, solid night. And I'm curious to see, you know, they've got they've got a night off tonight and then they go back five in a row uh, again. Same as last week. Uh, you know, we've got Missoula, Spokane, Cascade Equinox Festival and then two nights at the Fox in Oakland. Um you know, there's still a lot of tour left here. Um, and so I'm really curious to see what's going to happen. I think big things. I'm excited about this. I don't know. I'm expecting some bigger jams. It felt like we were on a path to getting more interesting, more exciting things from, from the first four shows of this tour, or first five shows of this tour. I was excited about all of it, right? So tomorrow we, we do this again. Mm-hmm. and we, we see what they got. Yeah, and we'll be back on Saturday. I do want to shout out, before we wrap up, uh, I want to shout out Jeff, um, who yesterday yes. saw a, a fan who goes to UU, I believe it is, uh, the University of Utah, uh, whose dorm is right next to the venue, um, was looking for a ticket, uh, and Jeff saw the tweet about it uh, and put him on the guest list for last night, um, which was really amazing. You know, these guys, real stand-up guys. Yeah, I mean, he stopped playing disc golf to work that out. It's true. So I, do they have disc golf I think he really did. What? Do they have disc golf yeah, in Utah? Didn't you see his Instagram? He was doing disc golf today or yesterday. Oh, he was. Oh, I yeah, he was, was doing disc golf a couple of days. I mean, ago. anyway, like he does it every day. Yeah, yeah and, and he did spoil the uh, the Everything Must Go uh, in a tweet yesterday. Uh, you know, he tweeted a lyric from the song. So if you're looking for fantasy goose tips, stay tuned to Jeff's Twitter feed throughout the day. <laughs> I could have used them. I mean, I really could have used it. Did you them. not Although have everything think... must go last night? I did not because I was not going to cheat. Uh, but what I did have I was didn't Madavon. cheat. I had Madavon on my Fantasy Goose. Speaking of Fantasy play. Goose, uh, I would like to put on record uh, that I have passed my dad uh, in the tour standings. Uh, he was very unhappy about that um, because he was enjoying being ahead of me for the first time ever. Um, but I'm now ahead, so... Big Rob Storm was at the top of that list for like a while. I know. I'm. I mean, I'm. I've. I've. I made up a lot of ground last night. I'm in twelfth now, uh, but I'm, I'm still ahead of you. I'm so far in the basement. That's okay. I, I might know. crawl out. I might not. We have learned that if you don't do well at the beginning of the tour, you are just screwed. But also, I feel like the tour really started last night. You know, like if if you did well in Boston, you were ahead going into last night, right? Totally. Like, I, Brian, Brian does not cheat at Fantasy Goose. Anytime I have been in the proximity of any of the band members or, or anything before a show, they have asked me whether my picks are in. So I, I just want to say that. And I don't really? want to cheat. Yeah. The, I'm surprised the, like, that they care about Fantasy Goose. No, legitimately. Mostly <laughs> Peter. <laughs> but mostly like, Peter. Well, like, well, yeah, were Peter not in the band, he would be playing Fantasy Goose. I think we Correct. know that to be true. He'd probably be so, winning too. Yes, no doubt. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, 
I digress here. Thank you, everybody, uh, for listening to Neil and I ramble for half an hour uh, on this fine Thursday afternoon. Um, you know, enjoy couch tour or whether you're at the kettle house tomorrow, have a good time. And we'll be back Saturday afternoon, three 30 Eastern. We've got some guests, so don't worry. Uh, you don't have to deal with this again. Um, <laughs> I think this is a good episode. Actually. It is a good episode. It. It's just, it's just ridiculous. Um, yeah. And I think we were pretty good about the show gap debate. Uh, I yeah. was like, I mean, I, there's this it's the... diagram that I made. <laughs> Does this make sense to you now, Neil? I love that you brought visuals. Why didn't Listen, you bring that out earlier? Did you just uh, do that on the fly? I thought of it after we were done the debate. So I <laughs> scrapped it. I put it on this piece of paper. Um, but here we go. Uh, this is uh, this is a diagram to illustrate my point here. Uh, and I think it, it gets the point across pretty well. Oh, my God. You're an absolutely ridiculous human being. Um, Thank you very much. Incredible. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this episode of Day After Show. We'll see you on Saturday. Have a great rest of your day. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.